Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Yes, it is. Hopefully, you guys are doing okay. How y'all feeling? I'd like to go back to sleep this morning. It's one of those mornings. What? Huh? I, uh, yeah, me too. I ain't go front, man. I ain't one of those mornings. Front. I it's, thought about it. I was like, I should take about like 10 twice. more minutes. Yeah, I was about to take 10 more. I said, nah, let me, give, let me get up. Let me get up. I mean, I, t- I hit the snooze button again. It said like uh, eight minutes, but I got up before the eight minutes was over. Yeah. But it is what it is. Happy to be alive. Absolutely. Could have woke up dead. Could have woke up dead. But we here. Yeah, uh, I guess you're right. guess you are right. I ain't do much of uh, anything. You know, uh, yesterday, uh, shout to DJ Clue. Me and Clue do a show on IG Live called the Monday Night Mixtape. Um, Clue made famous years ago, and uh, we brought it back, bringing exclusives and new joints and all types of records, uh, freestyles. Lloyd Banks dropped something yesterday, the Migos, uh, Lil Baby last night, uh, Styles P, Cameron, Jim Jones. It was it was, it was was a great show. Nas, Lil Wayne. A bunch of exclusives. So tune in every Monday night, 10 to 12. It's just, just a little fun on, on, on uh, quarantine time, you know? Do y'all do a playlist afterwards? No, we don't. Uh, and that's because a lot of the records that we have were either uh, taken or not supposed to be played. So we usually don't put up Uh-oh. what we played. Or even even when we uh, play it, we might leave it up for a couple hours and then we delete it. Y'all still doing that? Y'all still stealing records from people? Yes. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Old habits die hard, huh? Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Jesus. Well, let's get the, yes. the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about what happened in California at one jail as people were trying to get coronavirus on purpose. All right. And also, NeNe Leaks will be joining us this morning. We'll kick it with NeNe Leaks. Via Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Uh-huh. And also, uh, from what's so probable, the, 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 the gentleman joining us, uh, Shalomay? Uh, General Hospital. General Hospital. Okay, what's yes. his name? Matthew Bernard. Matthew. I thought it was Bernard. Maurice. Maurice Bernard. I'm sorry. Maurice, I'm Maurice Bernard. I'm still half sleeping. Maurice sleep. Bernard. Yeah, Ma- Maurice right. Bernard. Trust me, your your grand your grandma your grandma definitely knows who he is. When you're sitting at home with, with your grandma and you're watching the soaps and she got General Hospital on, Maurice Bernard been on General Hospital for a long, long time. But you know, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And he is a big mental health advocate who actually has a new book out called mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nothing General About It, How Love and Lithium Saved Me on and Off General Hospital. Okay. So we'll talk to Maurice Bernard today. All right. Well, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, inmates at a Los Angeles County Correctional Facility were trying to infect themselves with coronavirus. They drank from the same cup with the purpose of infecting one another, which resulted in 21 cases of coronavirus. So you can see them on surveillance video. They're around the hot water dispenser, sipping the water, sniffing out of a common mask. And people were trying to get coronavirus because they thought that that would help them get out of jail earlier. So I get I get it, but I mean you know I don't know if the if the if the, if the reward outweighs the risk in that situation because yeah. coronavirus impacts people differently, right? That's right. Some people might really get it and it might be fatal. That ain't worth it. Not at all. You know what I mean? Well, now they're also thinking this if they could uh, prosecute them criminally for intentionally spreading the virus. So didn't work the way that they thought it would. All right, Major League Baseball owners are planning to start the season in July, and they have approved a plan that may allow the 2020 season to start on 4th of July weekend. It was supposed to start on March 26th. Of course, it was delayed due to coronavirus, so now they're saying spring training will begin in early to mid-June. Games will resume, like I said, 4th of July week with, uh, without fans as long as state legislation and health officials allow them to do this. So they're saying they might have to even cut their pay more just because obviously they won't have that income coming in from fans. As far as the NFL, according to Dr. Fauci, the NFL games could be the perfect storm to spread coronavirus even if they play without fans in the stands. So when asked if, say, four people on a team test positive for coronavirus, he's saying, no, you absolutely cannot play under those conditions. He said, I think it's feasible that negative testing players could play to an empty stadium is a guaranteed no way. He said it all depends on the level of infection in the community. All right, now this clip went viral yesterday at a news conference with Donald Trump having an exchange with one reporter. The reporter is a White House reporter who is Asian American and here's what happened. Why is this a global competition to you if everyday Americans are still losing their lives and we're still seeing more cases every day? Well, they're losing their lives everywhere in the world. And maybe that's a question you should ask China. Don't ask me. Ask China that question, okay? When you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. Yes, behind you, please. What, sir, why are you saying that to me specifically? I'm telling you. I'm not saying it specifically to anybody. I'm saying it to anybody that would ask a nasty question that's like that. That's not a nasty question. Please question. go ahead. And then he ended the news conference right after that. Trump just don't care. He just says whatever he wants to say, whatever he wants to say. He just don't care. I'm, but it doesn't I'm, even I'm make shocked. sense. I'm, I'm shocked that y'all still shocked. <laughs> she was asking I'm, why he's saying the U.S. is testing for coronavirus. What does that have to do with <laughs> asking China anything? It doesn't even make sense. All you right. Know one thing, they're they making that clip go viral, but Dr. Fauci uh, is, is testifying today that reopening the country too early risks needless suffering and death. That's, that should be the headline. Mm -hmm. All right, and all but two U.S. states will be partially reopened by the end of the week. Uh, New York will start reopening in phases starting on May 15th, but that's going to be like three different regions. It's Finger Lakes, Southern Tier, and Mohawk Valley because they meet the metrics. Never heard of those places. Required, right. So that's some regions are ready to I'm go. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But not New York City. No way. So New York City, some businesses still have to obviously make some changes before they are allowed to reopen. So there's a lot of things that still have to happen 
And um, according to Governor Cuomo, he said New York cases have declined to about where we started. But New York City schools are on track to open in September, according to the mayor. Now, in South Carolina, fitness centers and pools will open next week. In Los Angeles County, beaches are going to be reopening tomorrow. In New Orleans, they're reporting that nearly 77% of coronavirus deaths are African-Americans. In Rhode Island, they're saying 44% of coronavirus patients are Latino, even though they only account for about 16% of the state's overall population. So those are just some of your updates. All right. And once again, Dr. Fauci is testifying uh, to the Senate today that reopening too early risks needless suffering and death. So, he gave you fair warning. Beware. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, or maybe you just want to holler at us. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's James. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, how you doing, Izzy? Is Charlemagne there? I'm right here, King. What's happening? Hey, hey how you doing? I love you, Charlotte. Hey, I've been love listening you too, to you brother. guys. Um, I love the way that you didn't grow, Charlotte. Your book didn't change my life. Uh, Thank you. Happy to yeah, be a blessing, brother. From, uh, Listen to you guys just being like a total alcoholic in the mental depression and uh, elevated my life and doing more. And now I'm an entrepreneur and trying to run my own business. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is crazy. All righty, bro. Well, congratulations, King. Congrats, man. Happy that you're evolving, King. That's what it's about. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hey, Charlotte, uh, can yes, you sir. send me your signed copies of uh, Chess One? Yes. The, uh, our producer will get your information. Hello, who's this? What's up? This is Mike. I'm Detroit. Man, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, you know, 2020 woke up and woke up and still waking up every day to a bad president. You know what I'm saying? To the president. A bad what? President. president. Oh, president. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, you know, people really do anything for money, and it's really showing with the leader of our country. You know, some people just run their mouth, and it's like, hey, they got here it is. I mean, it's, it sucks and it's sad. It, every day I wake up to it, it really, it's really, really sucks, man. It's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's really about it. Same thing everybody else saying. You guys have a good morning, and I appreciate it. You too, All right, man. you have a good morning, too. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vet, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello? Hello, who's this? <laughs> Why you sound hey, mad, bro? This is Bond Newton from State Bond, Georgia. What's well, up, hello, Bond Newton from State Bond, Georgia. How are you, sir? Get it off your chest. I'm good, but guess what? What? Chicken butt. I just seen a dude coming out my neighbor's house, and she married. Damn! So that could be a family member, maybe. Ain't no damn family. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> How you, you are so nosy. How you why know you something spit, going why on? Why you snitching, man? I just got on work. And I see Where her husband at? Where her husband at? I ain't no six nine. I ain't gonna snitch. Where's her husband? Do you know her husband? Yeah, I know her husband. So where is he? You don't know what's going on in that household, though. Maybe he's cool oh, with I it. I know what's going on. I know what's going on. 
I'm from Mars Heights. I'm from Mars Heights. I know what's going on. Well, mind your damn business, man. Uh, Hello, who's this? Cleet. Get it off your chest. First of all, I just want to say I love y'all. Like, uh -oh. I love y'all individually, and I love y'all collectively. Like, y'all are so dope. I love y'all. But what I got to get off my chest, am I the only person that thinks Beyonce stole Megan Thee Stallion's whole song called a remix? Like, that was a stick-up. But she took the whole song, and every time you hear it, all you think about is Beyonce every time. That bothers me. Why? I don't know. I don't agree with that. Megan Thee Stallion is so excited. She is happy about it. She got Beyonce. They both from Houston. Beyonce she hyped. killed it, right. but that's still Megan's right. song. I, I mean, think. she is excited, but when you hear the song, like, how much how, how much of a trace of Megan do you hear? Like, everything sounds like Beyonce. The whole song sounds like Beyonce. They, I mean, it's, don't get it twisted. Like, it's dope. I love it. I love it. But she stuck up. Like, she stuck up. She took a whole song. Well, it is a remix. So sometimes, you know, when you get a feature on a remix, the feature steals the show. I mean, remix. That's like mix it up a little bit, not jacket, Charlotta. Like she took the whole song. And it does, but you know what though? It still make this. It still make the song go up the charts though, and it's still making the stallion song. Okay. So it's still number two in the country. If you think about that, when LMA, when old boy did LMA track, must have never pulled that junk off. Um, you know, no, this is a remix. Totally different. This is a remix, though. This is an official totally remix. Different. This is official remix. Totally and this different. Is, this is authorized. Megan Thee Stallion knew it was happening. She put it out. She's getting credit for it. Yeah, totally no, different. I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying because whether somebody knew, whether somebody knew it or not. The point is, it blew up. I think, like, I love Megan Thee Stallion as an artist. Like, I just don't really hear her in the remix no more. I hear all Beyonce. All Beyonce. Queen, Queen, have you had breakfast yet? This is cool. Have you had breakfast yet this morning? Because you, cause, 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 cause you up comparing Beyonce to Jacquees this morning. And you making your old Uncle Charlotte head hurt. Because I ain't had my tea or nothing. I'm a little cranky. Have a I good morning, that, Mama. You know, Get it you. off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, Yee, we got rumors on the way? Oh, well, let's talk about Nicki Minaj and Doja Cat and their number one song. We'll get into that. We'll tell you what both of the ladies had to say. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the Robin Hood Benefit Concert. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, Robinhood and iHeartMedia teamed up for Rise Up New York Telethon, and they raised over $115 million wow. to support New Yorkers who are most impacted by coronavirus. Yes, that's a huge number. That is amazing. They said in addition to tonight's telethon, over $44 million of the funds were already raised through the Robinhood Relief Fund, and over $1.5 million has been raised through Robinhood's Relief Corps, including... Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Katie Couric, and New York sports teams who also launched a GoFundMe fundraiser to engage their network. So that was a huge deal. Some of the people that appeared last night, Jennifer Lopez, Chris Rock, Governor Andrew Cuomo, Aquafina, Barbara Streisand, Bette Midler, Bill de Blasio, RZA, Salt and Pepper, Rosie Perez, Robert De Niro, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Mariah Carey, Sting, Tina Fey hosted the whole thing. Robert De Niro opened up the show. So it was a big deal yesterday. So wow. that's amazing. I, participated. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear you mention any New York City iHeart radio personalities, though. Did, did I think I Angie Heart, Moore uh, was there, right? No, that's, no, that's actually Angie, a different Angie Marr. That's oh. Angie I think, Marr. I think, I, 
I think that Angie Marr is a chef. But did uh, I heart did I heart use any of its New York radio personalities? For I guess not. Last night? No, no Elvis Duran. Nope. I don't not expect I know him to invite us. I don't expect him to invite us. But no Elvis Duran at least in New York. Not. I did not. I, I did not, not see that on there. Yikes. All right. Well, congratulations to Nicki Minaj and Doja Cat. They have their first collab number one on Billboard's Hot 100, the Say So remix. It's the first collaboration between the two of them. And the hashtag they're using is hashtag when queens unite. So here is Doja Cat thanking Nicki Minaj and the Barbs. So I wanted to say thank you, Nicki, so much. And um, thank you, oh my God, to Barbs. Holy I've never in my life seen anything like that, ever, um, as far as fan support. Well, salute and drop on the clues bombs for Nicki Minaj and Doja Cat. That's dope. Okay. That's both now, of their Nicki first Minaj, number ones on Billboard. Nicki Minaj also put on social media, can't thank you guys enough for going so hard this past week to help us make history. I saw it all. You'll never understand how much you uplift me with the overwhelming love and support you continue to show. I love you so much, like so much, so much. Dear Doja Cat, thanks for trusting me with your baby. Hope I lived up to your expectations. You're so extremely talented and so deserving of this moment. What time are you showing your boobs? Love, Nick, because she had a deal and she was supposed to show her boobs when that happened, when it went to number one. And here's what Doja Cat had to say about that. Oh my God. I just realized I have to show my boobs real hard. Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I did play you. I'm not showing my boobs real hard, man. What well, if they take her number one back? Hmm? What, if they, what if they take her number one back then? They can't take For it what? back. Because <laughs> she made a promise. She didn't keep her promise. So I want the number one back. Okay? Well, that it's number one even in 30 countries. So. Congratulations. Yes. All right, now, here's a surprise that happened. Bad Bunny put out a surprise new album over the weekend. Los que no iban a salir. That means the ones that weren't going to be released. So these are songs that were unfinished tracks. And some of them he just, you know, decided to finish them up and put it out. Some of reggaeton's biggest names are on that album. A lot of uh, collabs. Don Omar's on there. Uh, Yandel. Nicki Jam is on there. That song was trending over the weekend. Bad con Nicki. Here's uh -huh. a little snippet of that. No la llame más, que se fue conmigo. Yo la hice olvidar con lo que sufrió contigo. No la llame más, que se fue conmigo. Yo la hago sentir lo que no sintió contigo. Dile que no te llame más y no vuelva. Ese Nicky Jam va a ponerte a mover. Dile que no te llame más y no vuelva. Yeah, it's a it. nice little all of a sudden switch over. Drum, what do you think of it? Because I didn't hear it. What, what do you think, Drum? I love it, man. It's, it's amazing. And he gets Nicky Jam rapping like the old Nicky Jam in, in that song. So that's why a lot of people were hyped about it. Mm -hmm. Ask me why I asked you about that record. Why'd you ask me about that record? Because you're a Latino. Okay. Oh, you okay. know. All right. <laughs> Make sure you that was a little Although awkward. It matter, <laughs> no, it wasn't. I was just trying to get my little Donald Trump on at the press conference. You know what I'm Ask the Latino in the room about something Latino, you know? That's all. Being well, you know what's specific. dope, I think, about this is that you can listen to music and not really understand, like, the language, but it could still be dope. So that is something I would say about that. I was listening to the album, and I hit I hit Dramos about it. I was like, you see this new album? Yes, yeah, And I saw that... that Bad Con Nikki was trending, so I was like, let me listen to this song because it was trending over the weekend.
Did you just say it was All a right. vibe drum? It, Latin, it's a vibe. You don't have to understand what they're saying. You just feel it. It's a vibe. It's mm-hmm. a five. You've been around black people too long. It's a five. <laughs> <laughs> is that a bad thing? Like, you know the vibe. Too long. <laughs> Wait, what do you want him to say? El Vibo? Yeah. Like, come on. It's El a vibe. <laughs> you see, you got to start getting disrespectful. You see, this whole, get always going I told him it could be a vibe. It's not El It could it be El Vibo. Don't add O to everything and it automatically makes it spatter. <laughs> <laughs> and just think about all the songs that ended up being number one, and you might not even know what they're saying, like Despacito or Dura. Despacito, see? Oh my God. Bye. But it just sounds great. So. All right. Well, I think I'm done. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Well, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, let's talk about Amar Arbery and what's going on with his case. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with Ahmad Arbery as they are investigating the fatal shooting of Ahmad Arbery. There's a lot going on right now. Now, one thing that everybody's focused on also is whether or not William Roddy Bryant should be charged. He is the man who actually took the video of Arbery being shot while jogging in his neighborhood. And Ahmad uh, and Roddy Bryan was on with CNN's Chris Cuomo. And Chris Cuomo asked him about the whole situation and about the tapes and how the tapes were released and his involvement. Mr. Bryan, I hope you understand that your decision to videotape this may be what makes all the difference in the administration of justice in this case. Are you aware of that? Yes, sir. Uh, if there wasn't a tape, then we wouldn't know what happened. And how do you feel about that? Uh, I hope that it, in the end, brings justice to the family and peace to the family. The family he's yeah, talking about is the McMichael family, I'm sure. He though, right? definitely is, yeah. He's not talking about all. Yeah, hold on. William Roddy Bryan is saying that he has no relationship and does not know the McMichaels. He says he doesn't know Gregory and Travis McMichael and... Uh, it's no conspiracy theory, and he's a victim of misinformation. Here's what his attorney, Kevin Goff, has to say to Chris Cuomo. Certain people out there are deliberately putting all kinds of misinformation out there to the extent that, that however well-intentioned, that is hindering and hampering and impeding their investigation. Like what? My client being some kind of vigilante, saying that my client was armed to suggest that somehow He's in cahoots with whatever's been going on uh, up on the third floor at the courthouse with the DAs. While his name may have come up in it, nobody up there, with all due respect, gives a darn whether he lives or dies. Is your client one of the people Mr. who was Ar- trying to help the Arbery's? He was helping that day. Huh. He was helping that day. So if he was helping yeah, right. that day, why wouldn't he return? Why wouldn't he turn that video in, you know, a, a couple months ago when the situation first happened? And then he was also asked why he didn't call 911. And yeah. according to his attorney, it was saying that the sirens were audible almost immediately. So that's what his claims are. Now, his attorney, Kevin Goff, also told uh, Chris Cuomo about why William Roddy Bryan is not being more vocal about the facts. How did you come to be in the car videotaping that day? Okay, we're not going there. You don't want to talk about that either. All right, so let's do this. You are afraid of the facts of this case, Counselor White. Uh, with all due respect, sure. I, I'm not afraid of you, but I respect you. And I respect you. Are you are a brilliant, very capable lawyer, and you are a, a, a brilliant, you are a very good prosecutor. 
Uh, and my client is a mechanic with a, a high school education. And if mm. you've ever been to the high schools around here, that's not necessarily saying much. Damn. Get, get, give me my goddamn retainer back. Give, give me my goddamn retainer back. You're going to insult me like that? Give me, my, give me my goddamn money back, okay? I was born yesterday, but I wasn't born Sunday. Why do you think that man's stupid? Just this whole thing is an alternator. Just because he's a mechanic <laughs> from Georgia don't mean he's stupid. He just may not know the law. That's crazy. That's just crazy. I'm what not paying no goddamn lawyer if they insult me like that. Me too. I ain't paying him even. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, get on national TV or CNN and tell everybody that I'm just a goddamn mechanic who don't know he nothing. He ain't the brightest of what? what Feels you like he's dumb right now. Is this, is this part of the Jesus defense? Right. What you Jeez. saying about the goddamn high schools around here? You ever <laughs> been to a high school football game around here? That's good goddamn entertainment. Hell's wrong with you? Well, we're gonna make sure we keep you updated what, what, on what's what going about on to say? with this Amari Arbery case. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Now let's talk about these antibody tests that people are taking and why a positive COVID-19 antibody test really doesn't mean much of anything yet. So there's a few different factors here. A, antibodies don't appear overnight. So the test could give you a false negative if you just don't have them built up yet. Another, another thing is that antibody tests have a lot of mistakes. So it could be a false negative, a false positive. You can't really tell. And they're also saying the high demand right now means that companies are creating these tests without any scientific oversight. They haven't been reviewed. They haven't been approved. So just because you went and got that test, it might not mean a thing. So I'm just keeping you all updated. Envy, you went and got a test, right? I did, yep. And you tested Negative. Negative. So Negative. that might not mean anything. <laughs> yeah, might, I mean, it doesn't mean that I didn't have it. I didn't have it before. It just means that there's no antibodies in my system. Some people, let anybody stay in the system. Some people, let antibodies leave the system. They don't know, but I don't have any antibodies in my system. Right, so it don't really mean anything. And they're saying it could be mistakes. It could be a false negative, a false positive. So we don't know, you know, what's going that, on yet. Now, mm -hmm. They've been saying that for a while, though. Like, you know, even if you have antibodies, they don't know that if um you can catch it again. They've been right. saying that. Mm -hmm. All right, now Twitter is also saying they're going to label misleading coronavirus tweets. So at first they were saying uh, back in March they would remove COVID-19 tweets that could cause a direct risk to people's health or well-being. But now they're using labels and warning messages to provide additional explanations or clarifications in situations where the risks of harm associated with the tweet are less severe, but where people may still be confused or misled by the content. So they said even for Donald Trump. They're going to also subject him to those rules. So if he's okay. saying things that might be misinformation, they're going to label those tweets. Twitter, y'all are about a month and a half too late, okay? Y'all done let all the 5G radiation tweets fly. You know, y'all done let all the drink, bleach, and disinfectant stuff go out. Like, y'all way too late on misinformation about they catching up. Okay? they catching up. It's too late. All right. And if you are planning to go to Walt Disney World, they are now accepting reservations starting in July. So if you want to start making your reservations starting July 1st and onward, then you can go and start doing these bookings now. Now, if they um, open before or after that time, you can also modify your booking as well. Disney Springs will start a phased reopening on May 20th. Other areas of Walt Disney World Resort remain closed, including the theme parks and Disney Resort hotels. Man, somebody lying. Okay, I'm looking at America, and I'm looking we well over a million cases of coronavirus, 80,000 people dead. Dr. Fauci is supposed to testify today saying reopening too early risk needless suffering and death. But then everybody else telling us, go to Disney World. Disney okay, Springs reopening is open. up. Sports is about to start happening back again. Like, what is going on? Somebody lying. 
Okay. Well, for Disney World, like I said, the reservations start July 1st as of now, and that could still be modified. So they're just they're forcing you to make reservations in order to be able to go. Yeah, they setting up for that window. thing to open. Yeah, they setting up yeah. for it to open. So they got we'll the cleaning see. crews. They, they they about to start working them rides. Disney gonna be open by the summertime. Is Mickey Mouse gonna mm-hmm. wear a mask? Is what I want to know. I think it's already. You got to do that, right? If you open up Disney, if you open up Disney, you got to make Mickey wear a mask. You got to make Goofy wear Absolutely. a mask. Got to. Is it Donald or Daffy? Which one is with Disney? Donald. I don't remember. Wah, 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 wah. Donald. Donald. You got to make what all of them that? wear masks. Just, <laughs> for, just, just for the theme. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Well, we come back. NeNe Leaks will be joining us. NeNe Leaks. Is NeNe wearing a mask? Uh, she's at her house, so she's she doesn't home. have to wear a mask. Oh. Yeah, but we're going to kick it with NeNe Leaks, of course, from the uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. BJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the phone lines right now. We have NeNe Leaks. Welcome. Yes, now. <laughs> Quarantines in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Uh, NeNe yes. just told us we look sad. NeNe said <laughs> all of us sad. look sad. <laughs> <laughs> Nini, I was wondering how stressful was it for you watching the first part of the uh, reunion for Real Housewives of Atlanta last night? It was a lot. I didn't watch it. I don't like to watch the reunion. It just, just, it just bothers me, okay? Why are the ladies of Atlanta so catty? Y'all go at each other crazy. I mean, to the point I'm like, why? Y'all hate each other that much? They be coming at me, honestly. Because I am the queen. You don't see the crown? Okay. I, I, see, the, I, see, I, see, I, see, I see the turban. Now, I saw that That's you why. said that after the reunion, you actually went into therapy just because it was so stressful. So are you currently in therapy now? I am currently in therapy. What I feel about the reunion is I'm consistently attacked. And it is, for some people who are looking at it, it's entertainment for them. But it's not entertaining for me to be right. sitting in a seat where people are constantly attacking everything about you. So that alone is me therapy. And therapy is only for me after this to center myself and make sure I don't run over to no one's house and knock it down and go in there and choke the <laughs> shit out of it. Oh, can you curse well, on I'm glad you're going to therapy, Nene, because I feel like every everybody needs to go to therapy. I go once a week, but Candy said that you only going to therapy as a damage control tactic. What's your thoughts on that? What damage do I need to control? I didn't do anything. You guys watched the show. I sat there. They said what they said. I said what I said. Candy just wants to be number one. You know, she's never been number one in anything that she's done. So oh coming over here to my house, she wants to be number one. It's just this seat is not available yet. It's available when I give it to her. She's number two. Well, when Kayla did you believes- and Candy end up being so not for each other? Because I don't even know how that necessarily happened. It's like people take sides. I don't understand how y'all got into that space. Candy and I have never had an issue. We had our little issue years ago. We let it go. So I did this YouTube show. I have a YouTube channel, I'm sorry. And I spoke on there about... Uh, a situation that never involved her. I never called her name. Imagine looking at a video and saying, she's talking about me. So basically, that's what she did. She looked at my video where there was no name called, and she Mm -hmm. said, she's talking about me, and she just ran with it. Now, I did what these girls say that you should do. If you and that person are cool, why can't you call them up? Correct. Right? 
So mm-hmm. I said, sure, I'm going to call Candy. I'm sorry, send Candy some text messages. She started firing back at me in the text message. I said, Candy, this is not about you. She continued to do it. I text her days later, text her again, and told her, Candy, it's not about you. She continued. So from that, she just I knew she just wanted some smoke with me. She's been boring for a while now. And so, you know, what better way to have somebody to call your name Candy than to put it in line with Nene Lee? Now, Kenya says that uh, she believes that you're on an apology tour right now. She believes that, you know, you weren't on many episodes this season, and, and that's the reason why you're on this apology tour to get more uh, screen time. Is that true? I started this show. I've had all the screen time, okay? And that's a fact. I've been here since the very first day they rolled a camera. So I've had all the screen time I need. And for Miss Kenya skin more, if I was on six episodes, my check would be bigger than hers. So she should shed all the way up, okay? What'd you call her? Kenya what? Kenya more bad skin. Now, what I did do, (laughs) I did apologize. What's wrong with apologizing? Okay, so at first they want you to apologize, right? Then when you do apologize, you're on apology tour. It's been made fun of. What do you want from me? Now, Nene, every time I think that you and Kenya are about to be in a better space, somehow it goes left. Like I saw you guys, you know, I saw you apologize to her on the show, and she was apologizing to you, and it felt no, like she you know she was going. To me now. I don't know what okay, you couldn't get her to apologize, right? Right. And it feels like mm-hmm. every time y'all are about to get into a better space, somehow things just go left. And I did have sympathy for the fact that she was going through what she was going through with her husband and having a baby Mm -hmm. and being emotional and upset. And you did seem to have some sympathy for that as well. Do you think there is any way y'all will ever resolve things or it's just F her forever? I don't see us ever resolving anything. Listen, when you're on a show like this, there's several different personalities, right? There's six girls. Everybody needs to play their position and ride in their lane. The problem is people want to cross over into your lane. This is my lane. You can't get over here. Stay over there. Now, if the show didn't want me here, then the show would take me off. So I'm Mm -hmm. here, and I'm here for a reason. Skinya Moore needs to ride in her lane. And just know this will never be Skinya. Did you say Skinya? She said Skinya. Skinya Moore. Skin. Stop being disrespectful, Nene. Now, Nene, listen, right? Don't tell me to be disrespectful. Don't be disrespectful. These girls have said the most nastiest things about me. So they deserve a diss every now and then. Skin. That's yeah. true. I heard. Yeah. I saw somebody um, talking about you. I, I, I saw Claudia Jordan. She had Vivica Fox on, and they implied that you have a drug habit, Nene. That was really f***ed up. I have never done any drugs. I've never even smoked a cigarette in my life, okay? So I've had family members. I speak about this on the show that's been on drugs before. I've never been on drugs. Now, I've been on plenty of vodka. But I ain't never been on no drugs before. <laughs> I will never do drugs, okay? So for somebody to go so low and insinuate something like that to defame your character is really effed up. And I thought me and Vivica was cool. I, is she on f-ing drugs? Don't ever put me in that category, okay? Now, people believe that you can give it, but maybe not take it. They said that during the taping, you you turned your, you closed your laptop, and they said that was because they were getting on you too much. Why did you close your laptop and walk away? They weren't getting on me too much. What they were doing was not being fair. It's one thing about being able to stand in the line of fire and everybody shooting, you be able to accept it. But if the, if the game isn't fair, why am I standing here letting you guys shoot? Listen, I'm just one person. I must be a badass bitch 
for four or five girls to come against me at one time. Now, I'm going to shoot every last one of them. Now, trust me, believe that. But it wasn't fair. <laughs> and then they were talking about things like, you're talking about Wendy Williams. We've been quarantined. Okay, when Wendy and I had a disagreement, that has nothing to do with the Real Housewives of Atlanta. But if you want to discuss it, okay, I'm fine with discussing it, but let's discuss the that happened with you since we've been in quarantine. Candy's restaurant been shot up, so why didn't we talk about that? So all I was asking that it be fair. Now, what they did that made me close my laptop was first I had to go pee, okay? So I get up to go pee, I look at my phone, and they say, the thirsty Yavana girl is going to be coming on. I looked at said, this is some bullshit. Close my laptop and I said, Y'all can have a reunion. So let them finish the reunion. Right? I'm not in that many episodes. They talking about me the whole time. My thing is, bring Yavana from Snake Gate, right? If you're going to bring her, bring her. But why don't you bring the cookie lady? Why don't you bring Mark Daly, who's had all these problems with Kenya? Why don't you bring Dennis, who's had issues with Portia? Why are you guys focused on me? Let's bring up everybody's shit. Don't just bring up mine. So that's why I left. It looked like Portia had your back, though, which was surprising. Portia okay, seemed like she had your back. I got this. We took a break, and I called Portia on the phone. I said, when we get back on, you just take a break, girl. I, you you done had my back, and I, I got yours now. Like, she totally had my back. All right, we have more with NeNe Leaks. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with NeNe Leaks. Yeah. I want to talk about you and Cynthia as well. Let's do some more positive things because you and Cynthia also had a moment where you guys on the series actually mended your relationship as well. So do you feel like with you and Kenya, because she clearly, I mean, with you and, sorry, with you and Portia, clearly you guys had a special relationship and she looks up to you. And also with you and Cynthia, are those relationships stronger now? Or do you think they'll ever be the same than what they were before or have things changed? Now, where Cynthia is concerned, you know, my issue with her is I was friends with her for almost 10 years, right? So if you see someone saying some about the person, even though me and you ain't cool like we used to be, I was friends with you for 10 years, you could speak up and be like, that girl is not like that. So I lose respect when she's just sitting over there chilling like, um, like she knows that that's not who I am. The least she could do is speak up and be like, that girl is not like that. You know, so that, and then Kenya said a couple things at the reunion that I know she got from Cynthia. So right there, I wasn't really feeling none of that. Are you hey, going to go to her wedding? Something. I don't know, honey. I want her to have a great wedding. So it's probably best I don't be there. Because anytime I enter anything, they act like it's my fault. If I ask for an extra Coca-Cola, it's my fault. So literally, if I go to her wedding, I have to bring my own food and my own drink. Honey. <laughs> you think they're going to poison you, Nene? Yes, child. They'll be asking me that I eat two pieces of chicken instead of one. <laughs> Nene, let me tell you something. Uh, I I'm glad you closed your laptop during this show because y'all look stupid. Is screaming at each. Y'all look crazy screaming at each other through Zoom. Y'all look crazy as hell. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you really glad I closed my laptop? Because DJ yes. just said. <laughs> Y'all look crazy yelling at each other through goddamn it was Zoom. Have you, did you see it, Charlamagne? Like, it's, it's very entertaining. Like, when Portia said the evil, it looks like your breasts are uh, social distancing from each other. Like, they go in crazy. Like, it's so yeah, disrespectful. I was definitely I'm like, watching that last I'm night. Like, I'm like, this is, like, I'm you glad y'all was apart because they would have started fighting. They, they call, they call <laughs> Nene, uh, uh, look like an episode from White Chicks. Like, they go hard. Oh, really? You th oh, they got, she got that from, um, uh, what's his name? The Wayne brother. She she can't mm. even be original, honey. Come with something else. I'm a brown girl all the way through, honey. What the wig on it? Gonna put on another one when I get off with y'all. 
Okay. I saw I saw you say that you wrote down all your reads though, Nene. They was trying. That's right. Why you wrote down all your reads? I am elderly and menopausal, and I have no memory, so everything got to be written down. Yes. I, I can't want to forget. I saw I you told. Um, I saw you told Eva she was licking bottoms, and they had to mute you after that. You said what? Well, licking, licking bottoms. bottoms to stay on top, honey. Yeah, licking Goodness bottoms gracious. out of LA to stay on top. You mean ass? Is Eva coming? Is Eva coming yeah. back to the show? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, honey. She's boring. I don't see the purpose of her. Yeah, talk about her finances, but she did buy a new house, right? Finally, she probably got one of the ones you had done refurbished. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Nene, what's wrong I with eating ass? I anybody Nene. who's buying a That's house. That's all you got out of Charlemagne, what's wrong with eating yes. ass? Yes, I want to I know why she ass eating shame. Why are you shaming people who eat ass, Nene? Charlemagne, <laughs> <laughs> Acting like you ain't never... Acting like you ain't never had your ass eaten before. I don't, she can lick all the ass she want to lick, but the problem is, don't be shooting over here now. You don't want to get shot back now. The last time you was on top was top model. That's where we know you from, and that was the last time we heard of you. Okay, now you don't trickle on over here to Atlanta. While you was out in L.A., you were licking bottoms to try to be and stay on top. I'm just saying, that's what the word is, girl. Y'all been licking all these people. Now, Nene, are you coming back? I mean... The fact that you you gotta you gotta see somebody so you don't knock on Kenya's door and, and strangle her. The fact that you gotta close the laptop because you're tired of these women. Are you coming back? Or, or is this messing up your mental space? It is messing up my mental space. Um, the only way I see myself coming back is that I'm treated the proper way. Uh, I feel like it's very unfair, and I feel like production has a lot to do with that. I feel like production see what's happening, and they can easily say, you know, it ain't fair. Let's switch this up. Let's it consistently attacking Nene is ridiculous to me at this point. If that's all that we're doing, then why am I on the show? You know, I, every time I sit on the show, as these girls say, you're not in every episode. I'm not in every episode, so isn't there something else to be talking about? Instead of just consistently talking about Nene, what do you guys do? And then they like to do interviews and say, She's not in every episode. She's not doing that much. Girl, I am the show, honey. Have you watched yet? On the fun side of things, you have a new single out now. Are they going to talk about your music on the show? What's happening with that? Come and get I think this they played honey. a clip of it yesterday, yeah. right? They played a little clip of it? Yes, they did. They did talk about it a little mm -hmm. bit yesterday on the reunion. And um, as far as I know, you know, these girls have all said decent things. They've all been supportive of the song. What if Candy wanted to do a song with you and produce something? Would you be okay with that? No, it would not be okay. Don't act like Candy can't write hits, Nene. Now, Candy writes some hits. She couldn't write hits. I'm not dissing her. I just don't <laughs> think the work relationship would be proper. I mean, we work together already, so I wouldn't want to. I honestly, this is not this again. It's to everyone in this group. I work with them on the show, and I would not work with them outside of the show on anything business. Everyone. <laughs> everyone. What about because Marlo? Not even Marlo? Everyone. I will not do business with anyone on this show. Unfortunately, I cannot. And that's just how it is. Now, hold on, Nina. Nope. You guys were talking about starting a wine thing together, though. I remember seeing that, and you were excited about all of you coming together and doing a wine. I was, but that didn't work out either, baby. You see, I'm still sitting here now with no wine. <laughs> Mar hey, Marlo, said, Marlo said you don't ride for her as hard as you should, Nene. Why you don't ride for Marlo? Really? I can't believe Marlo said that. I ride for Marlo. I, uh, you know, I think it's actually kind of reversed a little bit. Wait a minute. Where did you get day, this from, Charlemagne? Cite your sources. Charlemagne Marlo, be making Marlo, some stuff Marlo up said, Marlo said, your ass don't always ride for me like that, though. You'll clown me around even them. You ride for me, but you will kiki with them. That's what she said, Nene. What? Where do you get that from? 
It's such a sorted. You know, you know what? I you know, I have my own personal conversations with Marlo. Marlo and I are friends. I can ride I listen, I got a lot of people on my back. I can't carry everybody. Listen, child. I can't You got a big back, Nene. Yes, you can. No, my back is not that big. Do you see it? I can't carry all of y'all. I can only carry myself and maybe one other person, <laughs> which I carry in my family. I can't carry everybody. I'm the, Anybody that stand up for me, I'm standing up for them. That's how I go. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. I'm a real chick, so. Have you, Wendy, ever spoke after that whole thing? Have you, Wendy, ever spoke after that whole back and forth thing? I was going to bring that up. Yep. No, you know what? We did not. We have not spoken since then. Unfortunately, I have definitely reached out to her. Going by the rules that all these people love to say, call or text mm-hmm. or something. I've called her several times and I've texted her several times. Even on yesterday, I texted her Happy Mother's Day with no okay. response. Wow. Nene, I told you last time you was here, I asked you a simple question. How can you be friends with Wendy Williams? She going to always do that to you if you are friends with her. That's just how she is. She can't even help it. Yes. I understand. I understand, and I get it. But I'm just being the friend that I am. Do you now, think you was it, wrong yeah, for calling her on FaceTime like that? No. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> no. so. Simple either. answer. <laughs> no, I mean, we're friends. We're friends. And I've called her before on FaceTime, and I always let her know. So it's not like I called her and said, oh, my God, you know, and just start saying some stuff, and she started talking with not knowing people were in the background. I said, I'm on FaceTime. I mean, I'm on Instagram Live. And so we're, I was trying to call her to promote her show, which I've done before, and she did it. I said, you're going to start something new tomorrow. Tell them what you're doing tomorrow. And then she was talking, and suddenly I know her. It felt like somebody might have texted her. And then suddenly she's like, she hung up the phone. And then she started saying, Bravo, better not, you know, film that. I'm like, Bravo, we party. What the hell Bravo at? And she it on Real Housewives of Atlanta, though. She basically was like, it's like bottom feeding type is what she called it. <laughs> We make several seven figures, honey, okay? So we're the bottom feeders. That's those other shows. <laughs> Not this show. <laughs> watch your, friend, watch your so-called friends, Nene. That's all I'm going to tell you when it comes to Wendy. Watch your so-called friends, okay? Oh, listen, I get it, Charlemagne. I get it. We don't talk. I get it. All right, we got more with Nene Leaks. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Nene Leaks. Yee. So, Nene, what about you and Greg? That's another thing that's been a big topic this whole season. And obviously, we discussed it on lip service and everything. And people were saying that you guys have an open relationship. How did that affect things with you and Greg, people weighing in on what's going on with y'all? No affection, no affecting at all. Greg is right here. There's nothing to affect. You know, when you're in a marriage or in a relationship (laughs) with someone, you have to know what you have, and you guys have to be strong. So Greg and I are on television, so we realize that people are going to say things about us. You know, he's with a woman, I'm with a man. It's always, it's always that. And I think people always say things like that because Greg is older than me, so they think I'm talking to me. And I flirt. Greg says in his face that Nene is a flirt. At the end of the day, Greg is my husband. Period, okay? And I don't know what these people want from us. We're together every day. I rock his ring. We live in the same house together. He sleeps in this bed. What do you want? Absolutely. How is quarantine life right now with your husband? I think Greg and I have gotten closer since quarantine, honestly. You know, I've heard a lot of people saying things about there's going to be a divorce rate higher. I travel an awful lot. So I'm not with Greg as much in the house. And so us being in the house together, I think has really brought us closer. They say they say Cynthia Bailey's getting replaced by Phaedra Parks. How you feel about that? 
that's interesting. That would probably be a, a decent move. You know, I'm really? not saying that Cynthia should go off the show. I'm just saying considering, you know, you viewers and everything that's happening, so many people have been wanting to see Phaedra come back because one of the things that she had an issue with um, – Candy, as soon as Candy had a real issue, instead of making up a fake one with Nene, your real issue, Candy, is with Phaedra. The moment they said that, Phaedra, she was just like, I'm going to quit the show. No, don't quit. Uh-uh. I know you ain't closing your laptop. Let Phaedra come on over here and say <laughs> what she got to say. Yeah. So if they need to change it out a little bit, I think they do need to make a move, though. Honestly, I need to. I think it needs to be a really sh- big shake-up. Whether I'm here or not, it needs to be a big shake-up. I think two people need to go. What two, two people should go? People. What two people that you would get rid of? No, I ain't going to say, because both of y'all, you little nasty tails. I already know. <laughs> I already know who she'll say. Who the two Maybe people? Kenya? Who the, who Kenya the two people? Candy? Kenya oh, and Candy? I never said Kenya. First of all, I have never said Kenya should leave the show. I've always said Kenya should be on the show. She's good for the show. Whether I like her or not, she's controversial. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. She's the craziest person I know. That girl ain't got no sense. She's perfect for the show. She'll do things and say things that nobody else would do or say. She needs to be here. Okay? Even <laughs> I won't say this. Okay. Then who else? I didn't say Candy need to go either. I think Candy is Atlanta. Right. Candy is Atlanta. Uh, as far as celebrity, she's 285 and I-20. That's it. All right. Okay, this is my last mm-hmm. question for real, because this is going to really bother me if I don't ask you this. What's that? Who told you Who told you that Eva ate their ass? Because you can't just be making stuff up like that. You can't, you, who told you that, NeNe? <laughs> 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 what else? <laughs> <laughs> who told you, NeNe? <laughs> you, got, you got that from somewhere. You ain't just make that one up. That's very specific. Well, I listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not just trying to defame anybody's character, but the streets are talking. The, the streets. The streets are talking, my goodness. <laughs> it, introduce your record, Nene. Introduce your record. Come on, let's get into it. What are they The streets say it. What do the streets say? Oh, boy. <laughs> and you already defamed her character because you said she just out here eating random ass. At least if you tell us who it is, we might can understand. Why she, she didn't did say it. it like that. She just said licking bottoms to get to the top. This is good, ye. Let them go, ye. This is good, ye. Let them go. <laughs> Let them go. She said, and she said bottoms. A couple people told her that. <laughs> Eva, we're gonna need a response from you, Eva. I need to know. I need to know, man. I don't believe this. I don't believe. I don't believe that you out here eating random ass, Eva. I don't oh believe. Oh my it. goodness. That is hilarious. Listen, they said it. The streets said it. I said, <laughs> the streets said it. She was out there licking bottoms to stay on top. I'm not lying. That's what the streets said, man. They said she didn't out there licking bottoms. You are Lord have mercy. Let's get into the right, single I'm, now. I assume she doesn't want Eva back. Can we play the right, single? I want to DJ Eva's houses, honey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Eva's one of the people you don't want back. All right, we got it. Well, introduce yeah. the record, Nene. Look, we want to hear the record. Introduce the record. <laughs> Yo, man, got me on my thing. You know what I'm saying? He'll be aggressive, his beard, and talking about the street. <laughs> call your therapist, Nene. As soon as you get off this Zoom, you call your therapist. You need a session. <laughs> I'm calling my therapist, not My therapist is the best. Okay, you guys, let me introduce to you my very first song. It's for Lady Love. Did you like it, Charlamagne, first? I got to get in y'all here first. What did you like it? I didn't, I, I didn't hear it. I'm about to hear it for the first time. You didn't hear it. You didn't it's hear it. Been, 
It's no, been very I haven't viral. Heard it Charlamagne, okay, you know what I need you to do. I need you to listen to the song. Cause you, when I came on the last time, you had did all your good homework, and now you didn't do this. Why you didn't do that? Uh, well, he needed to do the I, challenge, I, Nene. I, he got to do the challenge. The challenge. What I just challenge? see the challenge. <laughs> the I challenge just... is. <laughs> no, you know what? I, did we? Ask me that. That boy asked me the craziest question ever. That's crazy. No, no, I, I don't. I think I don't know if I heard the record or not. I think I did though. I didn't like it when I heard it though. What? Now you put me. I'm, I'm going. But no, no, I, I, I didn't hear the whole thing. We Angela played a snippet of it. We played a snippet of it. Yeah, we played a snippet of it. Yeah. I didn't like I didn't like what I heard though. What you had heard? I don't remember. <laughs> I, it was just like a snippet of it. I don't remember. I need you to come do cocktails and conversation with me, Charlemagne. You is a I'm hot coming. Man. I want to come with quarantine over though. I, I need to look you in your eye. You should come over here and quarantine with me. You're gonna love it. See how beautiful and fabulous it is here. It's all it does look nice. You got some nice feng shui going on. <laughs> if y'all don't <laughs> if you don't if you don't intro this record. Oh, yeah, DJ, you better move it to one of your houses, baby, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, is in one of your houses, I'll be watching you. I'm learning about real estate. I'll be watching you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Lini, you. Thank you. Lini, are you going to introduce the record? Yes, okay, yeah. Okay, let me introduce to you my first single, Come Get This Honey. Now, now, now give me your Twitter, <laughs> Nini, because I want everybody to tell, I want them to at you about what they think about the record so you can see... <laughs> What people think about it in real time? Nene Leaks. Nene Leaks. They ain't on Instagram. They okay. Well, thank you, Nene, for joining us. And, it don't, and it, it don't matter. It don't matter if I don't like the song. I like you, Nene. Yes, I like you too. But you must like the song. Don't you play with me? <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get the song on now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Come on and get this. It's this thing on. Come on and get this. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so Diddy posted a toast that he made to Andre Harrell, a speech that he gave earlier in the year after winning the Industry Icon Award at a pre-Grammys gala. And one person that he definitely highlighted was Andre Harrell. Here is part of that speech. I want to take the time to thank Andre for being a big brother, for believing in me. I'm only standing up here because you gave me the chance. As a black man, you took me underneath your wing. And you was patient with me, and you taught me, and you talked to me, and you taught me out the, about the game. You believed in me. Even to today, you still teach me. And I call you my big brother, but tonight I gotta tell you the truth. That um, I told you my father died when I was two and a half. Andre, you've been my father for the last like 30 years, B. In the caption, Diddy wrote, I honestly still can't believe it. I've got to give myself the reality of this in doses because I can't even handle this. I hope to God that you are all blessed to have someone in your life that loves you and believes in you like this man believed in me. I'm going to miss him so much. I can't even imagine life without Dre. God bless Gianni, O'Neal McKnight, and the mm. rest of the family. So I'm going to close bombs for Diddy, man. Uh, the beauty of that is Diddy gave... It gave him a tribute when Andre was alive to hear it and feel right. it. That's why it's important to tell your brothers and sisters you love them, value them, and appreciate them, man. Don't be afraid to celebrate people. Don't worry about people who say, oh, you kissing their ass or you D-riding. Mm -hmm. No, celebrate your folks at all times. Yes, and Diddy's always been very vocal about what Andre Harrell has done for him in his career. And always. They've continued to work mm -hmm. together. So, you know, 
what that is. All right, now Takashi Six Nine, his address has leaked again, so he's gonna have to allegedly move yet again. <laughs> All right, so we told you about this before. He was at first in Long Island, and a fan spotted him from her window on his balcony taking pictures, so he had to leave and relocate to another residence in the Hamptons, and they said he was spotted yet again. Listen to this. Six nine's crib, bruh, bruh. Oh, f- six nine. Let me use your bathroom. I got to piss. Yeah, you can't have all these fancy cars and be on the run and be outside taking pictures on the balcony and all of that. Of course people are going to see you. At least at least this rented crib is, is gated, at least. So he, at least, he, you know, he doesn't have to worry about people ringing his doorbell. He has a little more protection. But like you said, you can't have all those colorful, fancy cars and be under protection. It, 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 like, you can't hide with cars. And In plain sight. Blue cars <laughs> and yellow cars and rainbow cars. Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense. All right, now Dave has been renewed for a second season on FX. It's their highest-ranked okay. comedy series ever. So congratulations to them. Yes, Great show, they, they man. said the viewership was growing week to week, and so it just was amazing for them. Uh, they had an average of 5.32 million and growing total viewers to date. So Hilarious. I've watched that season twice. Dave is, is very, very, very funny. It's my kind of humor. So I'm glad it's coming mm-hmm. back. Speaking of humor, let's get ready for a versus comedy battle. And that battle looks like it could be between Afion Crockett and Kevin Hart. Now the two of them are roasting each other on social media. Listen to this. What are you doing, Afion? I'm eating asparagus, yams, mm-hmm. and some steak bites. Steak bites. It's not, not a steak. Steak bites. From the sound of your conversation, you eating steak bites with your dirty mm-hmm. ass hands. You <laughs> hands. Hey. So you were you were you were a, a, a avid hand washer. I'm an OCD with my hand washing. Before this, like every time I saw you, especially like if I ever shook your hand, I made sure that I washed my hands a thousand Wait times. Wait a minute, what the f- does that mean? Because you look like a piece of. Sh- and then Kevin Hart posted, "Man, Afion Crockett had me in effing tears yesterday. My brother Swizz hit me and told me that this is a move that he wanted to make. I didn't get it at first, but brother, I now see the light. Calling you ASAP, Swizz. Let's get to work, champ. You're a genius. So it's just them roasting each other. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pretty much. Can, that, that, you know that, what's that funny? I was." Sense. Shout out to my girl, Tasha. Her birthday was over the weekend. She had a Zoom birthday party. She works at BET, and one of the questions they did ask, because we played games for her birthday, they were talking about what comedy versus battle would you want to see? So I guess that's something they've been planning to do anyway. So we had a whole discussion on who we would want to see in versus as far as comedians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this, this generation is so sensitive, and they, 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 they get offended by every little thing. Like, if you really did roasting the way we did back in the day, could they handle it? Without without getting upset, mm. Mm, yeah, I think so. That nobody's was, gonna. Yeah, nobody's gonna still be funny. Yeah, and not right. Nobody's gonna cross yeah, that right. line. Nobody's gonna yeah, cross that right. line. Not them OG comedians. Those guys definitely will. You get Cat Williams and Mike Epps and Kevin Hart and uh, Avion Crockett and Lil Duval and all them going at each other. Yes, they will. Donnell, well, Donnell's not a real comedian, but you know, oh, get them going at each other. Shout out to my guy Donnell. Happens. He's hilarious. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Charlamagne, yes. who are you giving that donkey to? You know, I really need these protesters in Florida to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them. I feel like, you know, when you protest, protest should definitely be about one cause, and you can't contradict the cause on your own. But we'll talk about it. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. KNV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the line. 
Maurice this is a goddamn Bernard. legend. All right, Maurice now, Bernard, a.k.a. Sonny Corinthos from General very Hospital. Now, 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 break down who he is, Charlemagne, and where people might know him from. Oh, he's from General Hospital. He plays Sonny Corinthos. He's been doing that since the night. How long have you been on this? Since the 90s at least, right? 27 years, man. God wow. damn. So if you was at your grandma's house or your mama's house and they liked the soaps, I promise you, you know who Sonny Corinthos yeah, is. Right. Even if you don't watch the show, you know who Sonny Corinthos is. But he's got he's got a book out now called Nothing General About It, How Love and Lithium Saved Me On and Off General Hospital. And I love that title because it lets me know you're speaking to something that's near and dear to my heart, which is, uh, you know, being mentally healthy. Yes, I know that. I was, I was diagnosed with bipolar 21. I was put in a mental institution, and that was hell on earth, man. It was very difficult. But I escaped from the mental institution and survived. Mm-hmm. Like really escaped, like broke out, uh, yeah. like yes, he did. Yeah, I I, uh, <laughs> I knew I, I had uh, hard shoes that I wore in there, so I knew I had to get tennis shoes. So I I traded my leather jacket that I had for tennis shoes, and the first time they let me out for a walk, I kept running, never looked back. Cops were after me and everything. Wow! Wow! Why didn't they arrest now- you? Clearly, they could have found you over the years. They didn't, they didn't, well, no, you know, you know what, once, uh, once I got home, the doctor said to my mom, if he wants to, you know, go home that bad, as long as you're all right with him, violent wise, mm-hmm. uh, he can, he can stay home. And so I stayed home. Wow. Now, you talk about this in your book, how you had a lot of red flags early on to let you know that there was something wrong. But I'm sure that like your mental health wasn't something that you were even thinking about because you were having hallucinations. Uh, you were having anger issues and anger problems. How difficult was the decision for your parents to finally say that you had to go to a mental institution to get some help? I remember one night um, telling my dad that I thought, let me just say one thing. The Exorcist destroyed me. Mm. When I saw The Exorcist at 13 the years old. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You must have thought well, you were possessed. What hap- what, well, well, what happened was that one night I woke up and I went to my dad and I said that I was, I was The Exorcist. And I had like a crucifix and I mm-hmm. said I was going to bend it in half. And then I hear that uh, my mom on the phone and I'm thinking... Well, who's he? Who's she talking to? She better not be calling the cops. And my dad said, "No, no, she's calling the doctors." So the door doorbell rings, and it's the cops. And my mom said that I looked at her like the biggest betrayal in the world. But the cops couldn't do anything because then I become normal. So the the cops left, and the next morning, my mom and dad brought me to the to the hospital. What age was this? I was 21. You was 21. When did they start putting birthday in the mental hospital? Wow. Wow. When did they start putting you on medication? Because I know you know a lot of people don't just jump the medication. You know, I, I go I go to therapy myself. I have never had to be on medication. But when did they decide you needed to be on medication? Uh, well, in the in the in the mental institution, that's all I was on was medication. And the problem in there is, if I didn't take my medication. They would throw you in a seclusion room hmm. that had four walls, and you were tied down to a bed. Damn. And that was hard. That was hard, yeah. How'd you find the proper dosage, though? 
Because, you know, a lot of people talk about that with the medication, too. You know, you can take too much, and it can have effects on you. Yeah. Like, how did you know the proper dosage? I finally I finally met uh, this this doctor who saved my life, man. His name is Dr. Noonan. And nobody could tell me what was wrong with me, ever. I was like, can you just... And he sat me down and listened to me, listened to me. And at the end, he said, you're manic depressive, and I'm going to put you on lithium. And I said, thank God that now I know what I have. But that wasn't the... That wasn't the after that got real hard. Why? Well, depression hit starts coming in. So it's very difficult. After all that, My, how did you get into acting? Like that just seems so, you know, it's just <laughs> Well, you know, before before I had my first breakdown, I I was in, I had just gotten into acting. And I think uh the pressure of trying to be an actor in my hometown who kind of ridiculed me in a way. They didn't think I would ever be anything. That's what, you know, got me to have a, a nervous breakdown. But then uh, I pursued, I kept pursuing acting afterwards. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank God it worked out, man, because if it didn't work mm -hmm. out, it would have been a tough, tough road for me. Maurice, man. now you were told to hide the fact that you were bipolar and that you were dealing with these issues. Do you think that you really wouldn't have gotten any work if you would have been honest about that? I don't think, maybe not completely, but it, it, the person who said it to me scared me enough that I didn't want to talk about being mentally ill. Uh, and then one day I did talk about it in a little mag, in a little soap magazine, and I got a letter from a boy who said that by reading what I had written helped him cope with his brother who took a gun and killed himself. Mm. Wow. And I said, and I said after that, I don't care. I'm talking about mental health forever, and I've been talking about it for 30 years. That's great. Yeah, I, I find it very therapeutic. Like even just talking about my own experiences. You know what I mean? Like, I, of course, we go to therapy every week, and that's good as well. But when you finally, when you're not fronting about it and you're just being open about it, I find that that helps. That helps you to stay mentally healthy too. Yes. How'd you get over your anxiety? Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm over it, but I know how to deal with it a little bit better. You know what I mean? Breathing exercises, meditation, you know, keeping, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll take my shoes off and go walk walk outside barefoot in the grass, you know, just to ground myself. And just, you know, I think for me, it's always been about the irrational fears. Rational fears don't bother me, meaning like I can get on the radio and talk to millions of people or walk out on the stage and yeah, talk to yeah. a whole crowd. But I can be sitting in the house and hear the wind blow crazy on the house and think the whole house is about to blow away. So it's it's like that. But can you ever get over any yeah. any of those things, though? You know, bipolar-wise, I haven't had a breakdown in 27 years. Mm. That's great. So I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. The depression, maybe five, six years. Anxiety, as we speak, I'm going through stuff. So I have to fake it here to make it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, is it because of the is it because, is it because of the coronavirus? Yeah, I think that's a that's part. I think that's a big part of it. it right. You know that heightens everything, and it's hard for me to sleep. And then I get scared that I can't sleep. It's it's a whole it's a whole thing. How does but, your family um, deal help you with it too? Because I see your wife in the background. How does your family? You know, help you with with dealing with that, bro. Your wife, hey, your wife's topless, topless in the background. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Uh, here's what my wife does. 
if I'm going through a panic attack or any kind of thing like that, her voice is calm. It calms mm. me. All she has to say is, honey, you're, you're fine. And I, I start feeling better. That's mm -hmm. what she does. And she's done it my, our whole life, over 30 really? years. Wow. All right, we have more with Maurice Bernard from General Hospital. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Maurice Bernard from General Hospital, a soap opera. Charlamagne, I saw you post on Instagram that you never imagined you could write a book. Why, why is that? Why did you think you never could write a book? Because I barely graduated. From, I copied my way through high school and barely graduated. I never imagined that I could that, that I could write a book. I just don't. You know, I don't. I, I'm not ed, you know, educated or anything like that. So. But you know what? I can. You got a story. So when you got a story, you just tell your story. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Was it therapeutic for you? Uh, you know, when I did the audio book, that was real therapeutic. I mean, I, I, by the last two chapters, I was like crying like crazy. and Because um, I've dealt with a lot of death in my life. And a lot of, a lot of death where I wasn't able to say bye to anybody. Wow. So this coronavirus stuff is really a trigger because people are dying and they're dying alone and you can't go to the funeral. So this is really a trigger for you, probably. Yeah, it's not good. This is, I just don't watch TV. Yeah. That's, that's difficult to do, upset. yeah. Now, Maurice, another thing to take into consideration is how, you know, your mental wellness has affected the people around you, your family members, your wife in particular, who went through a lot while you were going through what you were going through. And so what have the conversations been like as far as writing this book? Has it been eye-opening? What did Paula have to say about the things that she went through and helped you with along the way? You know, dealing with a lot of, of your running around and hoping that you would eventually, but not knowing that you would come around and, and even propose to her. What are some of the things that you found out from the people that ha are in your life who are important to you? Well, as far as my wife, uh, you know, there's, there's no denying that I was a, early on, I was carousing quite a bit and she didn't have to stay with me. Um, she moved in with me at 17 years old. She moved in with my mom and dad, but you know, our love just grew. It grew and grew and grew. And I'm not saying that I, I was in love from the beginning. It wasn't like that. It was just a, a slow, a, a gradual grow. And if I had not been with her, well, my life would be in shambles. I got to tell you that. Maurice, define carousing. That sounds like a little fancy word for having your <laughs> in the dirt. What is carousing? <laughs> Well, when she moved in with me, I wasn't ready to settle down. Mm -hmm. So I had, I had a. I should go over there talking. About. <laughs> so you looking behind your back, making sure she don't have, a, making sure she don't have a weapon. <laughs> you gotta whisper through let's, this. Let's part. move on. We can move on. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I don't want to get you in no trouble. Goodness gracious. <laughs> what is it like for you when you go out in the public? Because you, you're literally, you've literally been on people's TVs every day for a long time do like grandma swarm you in the grocery store and aunties and like what how, how does that work it it, it it works in two ways in la nobody cares i just <laughs> they don't care out here but in new york sunny's the mayor i mean yeah. it's like sunny <laughs> everywhere i go it's fantastic man it's just, that's what i love about new york i would think down south too that's why i grew up in south carolina oh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, com completely. And there's clearly a lot of job security in the soap opera world, right? Because 
Once you land those yeah. jobs, it's like you're on there forever. Is you're that the plan? When you get one? Yeah. Once you get popular, you're, you're, go, you're golden. <laughs> 27 years for me has been good. Is it possible to move on to other roles after that, though? Like, could you go do something in a film? Or... Yeah. In the last two years, I've done quite a bit. Um, I played John Gotti mm-hmm. in, a, in a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked in a movie with Mickey Rourke. A horror movie, Nightmare Cinema. And I also worked uh, with Equal Standard with Ice-T, and that was a cool film. You know, so I've done, I've done enough outside of the soap. But you know what, man? There's no job like soap operas. Really? There's no job like Because you only work a few months, right? No, we work, we work uh, all the way through. But okay. We have, like a, we have three weeks off, two weeks on. Another week off, and it, it works like that. My, my wife this? keeps telling me to tell you that Stephen A's at my buddy and, and not forget to mention Stephen A's. So That's your homie, Stephen yeah, A? I, how you and Stephen A got cool? Because he tweeted out that he was a big fan of the show, and so I tweeted him, and then we became, uh, you know, kind of cool. And then he came on my sh- I, He had me on his show, and then I got him on GH. And let me tell you something about Stephen A. That dude can <laughs> act. And really? I'm not just saying that. He can act. Wow. You know what's, really? you know what's not easy? And I learned this from, from reading your book, re- memorizing 20 pages of lines. You said you had to memorize all of those lines to do the soap opera. People don't realize, like, that's not easy. I don't even know how you can train your mind to do something like that. Uh, and, you know, not only that, I've had to memorize 30, 40 pages. And we do things in one take. One or two takes. Wow. Well, what's this special acting technique I keep hearing about that you use to play Sonny? Well, I, I'm, I'm a method actor. I, I, I was taught the method. And what that is, is I use everything in my own life into the acting. Sometimes. What the hell is happening in your real life that you can use that to play Sonny? Who have you ordered a hit on? <laughs> uh, well, it, it ain't the, the mob stuff, obviously. But well, don't incriminate yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of like right now he's going. He's going. His father is, is dying of Alzheimer's, so I have to think of my own dad and, and things like that. So it's very tough. Right. Uh, other than lithium, what do you do to stay mentally healthy? I work out. Try to work out. Um, you know, try to eat good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I tr- I've been trying to meditate to get through this uh, anxiety. I'm a boxer. I've been boxing for over 25 years. Really? That helps. Yeah. And what are you doing now to, to, to hold you while you're in quarantine and you're at the house? What, what are you doing differently? What are you watching now? Right now it's raining, so there's really nothing to do. But when it's not <laughs> raining, I have, I have goats, I have alpacas, I have animals. And that kind of gives me some kind of You said you have goats? Calmness. Yeah, man. Buddy the Goat, he's a big Instagram star. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. he's, he's, he's fantastic, man. Uh, I love goat, by the way. Like I love dog. to eat him. <laughs> <laughs> I like to eat him, too, but I won't. Great oh meat. Oh, my gosh. Well, do you bring Buddy in the house? No, no, no. I don't bring him in the house. Okay, just asking. I don't do, I don't do that. I just go out and hang with him out there. And he... well, so, well, well, Omari, you. salute to you, man. Um, this book is very important. It's called Nothing General About It. How Love and Lithium Saved Me On and Off General Hospital. I want everybody to go out there to Amazon, purchase it. You said you did your own audio book, so I'm sure it's available on Audible, so they can download that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maurice, thank you for checking in. All right, thank you very much. It's been great. Yes, sir. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. 
Paula Gossip. The Rumor Report. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Evander Holyfield was on TMZ, and they asked him about potentially a part three of fighting Mike Tyson. Now, Evander Holyfield had put on social media, are you ready? The moment you've all been waiting for, the champ is back. I'd like to announce that I will be making a comeback to the ring. I'm training to promote a charity that's very close to me. Our Unite for Our Fight campaign aims to fill the void the pandemic has created on access to resources our youth needs for emotional development and education. Listen to Evander Holyfield. And, you know, it wouldn't bother me to do so, you know, because three rounds went, you know, I did for 12, 13 years for free. And, you know, I'm, so, you know, I'm always thinking that the person who who take care of themselves, well, they the one that tend to last, you know, even though I'm four years older than him, and, you know, I would be no problem. Have you talked to him or have your team talked to him? Have there been any conversations yet? My manager, my manager, he, he had, they've been talking and all that. Now, we've seen Mike Tyson training, and he's talking about an exhibition match. But we want to see a part three of Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson. I, I mean, if it's, like it. a, if, if it's like a three-round exhibition match, yeah, that's a good matchup. Like, Evander Holyfield is like, what, 57, 58 years old? Um, and Mike Tyson should only be fighting people his age. I see folks getting gassed off those videos that Mike Tyson posts on Instagram, and they're like, Mike Tyson could beat any heavyweight today. Y'all clearly don't watch boxing. Okay, Mike Tyson is 53 years old, and those videos are like 30 seconds. Okay, to be in that ring yeah. for three, four rounds with a Nobody Tyson Fury or Deontay man. Wilder no. or uh, Anthony Joshua. Come on, man. Mike will get hurt. I think they're like, joking. They, they know Mike can't go. I don't think they're joking. I think they no, just don't know boxing. Man. No. Uh, I think I, I, I see too many people very adamant. Mike could beat any heavyweight now. No, you don't watch boxing. Stop it. Yeah, I don't know. People think that somebody 20 years older than them can possibly beat them, but you know. I, that's somebody who has never boxed or even did a round in their life. Exactly. Mike, is, Mike, those videos are like 30 seconds a, a piece. Like those rounds are like three minutes. You know what I mean? It's a big difference. Mm hmm. All right, now, Timbaland, in the meantime, since we're talking about health and training, he talked to BET, Body of Work, about becoming healthier and losing weight about his body image, about self-confidence, his whole journey. Here's what he said. My relationship with my body has been terrible. Now it's great. And the reason why I say terrible because you can hide behind other things to mask the terrible. And uh, for me, I think I hid behind money, the fame. I always had confidence, but when I get by myself, I remember I had this ex-girlfriend, I told her, my breast can't be big as your breast. And she, you know, she felt bad, you know, I said, but me, it was just like mentally, it just came out. Like my thoughts are so loud in my head that it just burted out. He's absolutely right. Your breast can't be bigger than your woman's breast. And when you look <laughs> down and all, and when you look down and all you see is stomach and not your penis and your feet, something is wrong. Nothing wrong with being healthier. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, Scooter Braun, he's talking about some things that he learned from public backlash. He did an interview with British GQ, and he said that he had considered running for public office at one point. Could you see Scooter Braun as the governor of California or something like that? Well, Why it's not, not? going to happen. He said, recently I was attacked very publicly by someone I don't know, someone who refused to have a conversation with me, and I wish that person nothing but the best and hope that one day a dialogue is had because I think it all could have been avoided with proper dialogue. But what it did teach me was that if my children were teenagers, if they were a little bit older, this could have been very hard for them. And I don't know if I'm comfortable being in public office knowing the amount of ridicule and exposure you get, and I don't know if I want to put my children through that. So right now I'm trying to do the best I can from the private sector. So of course... 
course, the, feels like he's talking about Taylor Swift. But what's the difference between being um, a, a politician and being a star manager like he is? Like, everybody knows Scooter Yeah, he Brown. manages Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber. But what I think he was saying is that he didn't anticipate something like that happening just from him, you know, being on his own in the background, being a manager. And that was something that thrust him into the spotlight. And he doesn't want to have that for his kids in the future. So he rather they're gonna just play the background. They're going to have that regardless. They're Scooter Braun's kids. Yeah, and but I think that, that, that feud with Taylor Swift was something he didn't anticipate. Like, it wasn't because of his managing Ariana Grande or managing Justin Bieber. It was because of the purchase that he made that included her publishing. Yeah. And, and that wasn't ce- something that he thought was going to happen. And he's a celebrity. Like, he's, he's something like a celebrity. People know who he is. Because if, yeah, if some random person would have bought Taylor Swift catalog, it wouldn't have been that. But the fact that that's Scooter Braun, Justin, and Ariana's manager, that's where the smoke comes. And he but was connected to Kanye. Politics, he was Kanye's manager at that time, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But I think when you are in politics, you are on the front lines every day, like in the news, doing press conferences. You're really no. putting yourself out there for people to weigh not. in. He just don't want to do it, guys. Thing. He's not a celebrity. Yeah, he's, he's a manager. Like, he's he, not doing being a manager to be a celebrity. He's more in the background. He doesn't have to do interviews. He doesn't, he doesn't have to do, do any it. of those things. Right, that's not something that's required. Like you I can't can be tell. more in the background. Listen, so. when you see Scooter, when you see Scooter Braun on Dave, okay, don't tell me about Scooter wanting to be in the background. All right, Scooter likes the attention. Come on. But I don't see him in the news every day talking. I mean, I do think it's different if you're the governor. I know we spend a lot right. of time on Scooter Braun, and he don't want to be in the public light. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do think it's different. He's not like Governor Cuomo. You see him every day talking right now. You know, I think it's a little different. All right, now Future, it turns out, is the father of Eliza Rain's baby girl. You know, this has been an ongoing battle for Future, and now the DNA tests have proven that he is 99% likely the father of that toddler. So that is according to Eliza Rain's attorney. He said his client feels vindicated after he had accused her of lying in the case and at times denied being the baby's father. So at least she can now put that to rest. He had filed a federal civil defamation case against her, alleging that she humiliated him when she spoke out about their relationship and claimed that she harassed him on social media. The judge did order that they had to attend mediation in that case. He also filed a domestic violence case against her and accused her of stalking him. But the judge did throw that out. Now, after this happened, Future did take to social media and said, keep it pushing, teach these hoes how to keep their business off the internet. So that was seemingly his response to that. Eek. All right. And how many, Cameron how many kids you got now? I think you got like six. Mm. I know on, on uh, Mother's Day he had to, he posted a little something to all of them and I know Masika had something to say like make sure you uh, include her in these Mother's Day. She said go ahead and send that happy belated Mother's Day tweet sent to the fleet. And he Future responded to, to her, wearing. you know me in real life, find someone else to comment on. Future need to start wearing condoms. You can't have the mask on and the condom off, goddammit. Okay? Put the condom All on, right, too. And, and Cameron says that paid in full two conversations might be a reality. Maybe that part two is coming. Here's what he had to say when he was on Instagram Live with Pandora. A couple hours ago, something we talked about pertaining paid in full two. I don't want to say 100% yes, but... We're definitely in the talks about doing something similar to paid in full one. I'm excited about make, that. How can they make a paid in full two? Wasn't it it's loosely still, based on a true story? Yeah, but it still continues on and is loosely based, and there's things that happen after that, I'm sure. Mitch died. Right. Rico snitched. Correct. And then Ace, he, got, he, came, guess, he came home, right? I, I don't know. I guess Ace yeah, lived happily home. ever after. Yeah, so they're going to come home, home. And, they gonna come home in 2020 in the middle of the social media era and pick up where they left off? 
God, didn't he come home like five years ago, seven years ago, I believe? Who? Well, look, we oh, don't know what these that, conversations are. We don't know what's going to happen, but they're in talks. I would love to, I would love to know the plot. Peter yeah. Paul is a classic, though. Classic movie. It is a classic. And shout the camera. He uh, Yesterday during the Monday Night Mixtape, I played a joint last night. It was crazy. Cameron featuring Wale. Dope record. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, shout out to Cameron. He's amazing at Double Dutch, too. Good for him. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, up next to People's Choice Mix, get your request in and revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, we got a shout to Nene Leakes for joining us this morning. Yes. Nene, her messy ass. And I think there's Nene's two so more goddamn messy. The, I think there's two more parts for the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion, so there's a lot more coming. Well, she wants you to come to her crib. She wants you to she wants you to come to the crib and watch it with her, Charlemagne. Nene? Y'all can be messy together. Nah. But you know, I like Nene cool though. You know, Nene is just um she's just Nene. She Nene leaks. She don't care. She she's she's not in character. You know, that's who she is. You either hate her that's or you right. love her. There you go. I could she would have been a good talk show out. host, though. I could see being stressed out for doing the reunion and doing that show and having to go back and forth. That does seem stressful. I ain't gonna they lie actually for looks, everybody. They look they look stupid as hell screaming so at each other stupid. on that goddamn Zoom, though. Even I, if it wasn't on, Zoom, man, they, those those are those are older women arguing about stupid stuff. It's, it, they, it just looks stupid. He would have been a damn. She'd have been a damn sh- a damn good daytime talk show host. Though. She still got time. She, yeah, she well, still I mean, could be. She, she still can do it. Well, she had her opportunity, but she got shut down by Wendy Williams and, and Kevin, Calvin. And Hunter. she can't get that opportunity again. Maybe, maybe not. All right. Well, there's so many different. There's so many different platforms you could go to. And Maurice Bernard from uh, General General Hospital. Hospital. Charlemagne was so excited about this. I ain't go front. I like I like to bring uh, different guests to the Breakfast Club because I like to touch a little bit of all audiences. And General Hospital has been on for a long goddamn time. And Maurice Bernard been on there for a long time. And he's a mental health advocate. And his new book is out uh, right now. And it's just talking about his struggles with. Uh, his mental health issues and how you know lithium saves his life. Okay. So All right. with the Maurice Bernard. And I want to, I want to shout out somebody that DM me. He had a question. He said, "Dear Miss Angela, is it possible to love two women equally? And how do I make that choice? What definitive question would you ask to figure it out?" And I had posted it on my social media, and now he responded and said, "Thank you for entertaining the question. I come to the conclusion it's impossible." to love two women at the same time. And the mature thing would be to make the choice I feel is right in my heart. And he asked me to please shout out Shelly Dorsey from Chicago, the world's most perfect woman. Thank you. Okay. So I guess he's made a choice already in the span of this morning. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, listen, I want to say happy born day to my homegirl, Dolly, 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 Dolly Bishop, okay? Dolly, my baby, today is her born day. That's my partner right there. Uh, salute to Dolly. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. You know, our producer, Dan, asked a good question, too, when, when talking about uh, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield fighting. He was like, wouldn't head injuries be traumatic at their age? Yes, they would be, but I'm sure that they would wear helmets or something like that. At 50-something years old, I don't think they would just go in there with the gloves on and no helmets. I think they would definitely wear helmets. But the positive note is simply this. They always say time changes things, but you actually have to change them yourself. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?